Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the latest Bicycling Australia podcast. This edition is proudly sponsored by Bicycle Network. Bicycle Network is Australia's premier member-based bike riding organisation. With the help of almost 50,000 members across Australia, Bicycle Network fights to improve bike riding conditions, build more facilities and create fairer legislations for all bike riders. Visit bicyclenetwork.com.au and become a member today. As a member, Bicycle Network has your back every time you ride your bike. There's bike riding insurance that includes personal injury coverage, third-party liability coverage and income protection, as well as a range of other membership benefits and discounts. More importantly, you'll be helping their mission to make it easier for everyone in Australia to ride a bike. Use the code BICYCLINGAUSTRALIA, that's all in lowercase, and check out to save 25% off your membership. Bicycle Network, they've got your back. Wonderful to have Lee Hollywood-Turner and Mike Tomolaris here on the Bicycling Australia podcast once again. Hey, um, we'll start with you, Mike. How are you going and what have you been up to? I'm going great. I've been travelling all over Australia, or several parts of Australia, Wagga Wagga for Gears and Beers, Brisbane for the cycling festival up there. I was at Beechworth recently in Victoria for the Granite Classic. And I am just loving life six days a week, seven days a week sometimes on the bike. Um, and I've discovered the e-bike. I was in Beechworth last weekend and uh, rode an e-bike on the gravel for the first time. You know, I'm not ashamed to say that I'm hooked. I loved it. That's so good, Mike. And just if I could editorialise for a sec, it's just so good to see you out and about absolutely loving life, getting a lot of kilometres in the legs. And, you know, a few months ago, we are all thinking, what? you know, what's happening, the sky's falling in, but this is actually working out pretty well for you. Yeah, look, it is working out well. I'll be doing some tours in Europe for bike style tours in July when the Tour de France comes around, and then Spain for La Vuelta. I'm loving life. Uh, I've moved on from broadcasting, and as I said to you, Matt and Nat, my main objective these days is to try and encourage people to jump on a bicycle, no matter how fit or fat they are, there's something there for everybody. Yeah, that's so good. Hey, Lee Turner, you're no stranger to jumping on a bicycle, are you, mate? <laughs> no, but I'm certainly not doing the pro K's. Uh, young Mike is doing, that's for sure. No, I'm just sort of working the nine to five and riding early in the morning and just uh, that's all I'm doing. I'm uh, quite boring compared to uh, Mike, unfortunately. 
You're not boring at all, Nat. I've seen what you do on social media. You are loud, you are bold, you are colourful, and you've got great personality. We all love you, mate. Oh, thank you. Thank you. If, uh, we, only my wife spoke about me like this. <laughs> hey, um, Lee, that personality seems to be shining through on a new bike we've had a sneak peek of. Do you want to just oh, uh, yes. Yes. tell us Bike, mate. Oh, no, I got a new bike, uh, a new giant TCR, and I got it completely custom painted in my favourite colour, which is bright yellow, which ha happens to match my car as well. So bright yellow with some red highlights, it ties into my uh, Team Stitch and Dart kit. And, uh, yeah, no, it's great. Um, yeah, it's a it's a rim brake, rim brake frame because I'm old-fashioned. I like the simplicity and ease of rim. And uh, it got custom painted by Sun Graphics, and he does, oh, man, the guy's Van Gogh. He does such an amazing job. So I've written a little bit about it. I've got some photos getting done for you. So, um, yeah, I'll send it all across to you. Yeah, that's so good. That will be in the next edition of Bicycling Australia, and that leads us neatly into what we're going to talk about today. Uh, in the May-June edition of the magazine, um, Lee had an, a, a feature, a column, his regular column, and it's actually titled 10 Bunch Habits That Piss Me Off. Well, it's actually pee me off, but on the podcast, we're going to say piss. <laughs> so, <laughs> Lee, um, this has actually got a lot of people talking, um, unsurprisingly. And um, I just thought it would be really interesting to talk to you and Mike about um, your top 10 list of, of topics that really get up your nostrils, mate. <laughs> well, well, I've written about them. And because I do, I never ride... Uh, by myself, I'm always in the bunches here in Melbourne all the time. So, you know, you're riding with uh, different people who have got different habits. So I just happen to note down the 10 things that really piss me off in the bunch that often I go off at at people or in the bunch about things, all in all in good fun, though, all in jest, yeah. um, unless they talk back. And then um, – but most, <laughs> most of the habits are my, my friends do it and they know they do it and I think they probably continue to do it to annoy me. So – Stuff like uh, half-wheeling is like the cardinal sin of riding next to someone. And I've got a a, a friend that I won't um, name his name, but uh, Chris Papacostas, he <laughs> continually half-wheels anyone who's on the front. No one wants to ride next to him because he always half-wheels. It is a shocking bad habit, and I yeah. hate it. Yeah. Hey, Mike, um, you're a pretty mellow, laid-back sort of bloke. Um we're really keen to hear of anything pisses you off, particularly in the bunch. So, so we're, yeah, look, just gonna, we're gonna get into that list now, but yeah, go over to you, Mike. Well, look, uh, I enjoy riding in, in bunches. I've got a variety of bunches that I I can join uh, each and every day, every weekend. I sometimes go solo when there's no one around and nobody wants to uh, get too close to me for whatever reason. But look, what peeves me on as we enter the cooler months and the days are getting shorter. I really can't understand why so many uh, riders are wearing dark colours, black. I mean, uh, it's uh, all about being visible, isn't it? And yeah. if you ask me, uh, Hollywood, it seems to me like the cool kids are the ones wearing black these days. But uh, they're the cool not kids, cool. as far as I'm concerned, I mean, they could best be described as uh, the stupid kids as well. Why would you wear black if the colours you're wearing contrast with the background on the road, particularly in our big capital cities, then you're visible. Black, grey, those sort of colours have a tendency to blend with the road. Why would you do that? 
because people are boring, people are conservative, and people just follow everyone else. People are too scared to dare to be different and wear colour and be bold and be brave because they don't want to stand out. They just don't. They they just want to blend in like everyone else. And unfortunately, Mike and Nat, that's what sells. Black sells, and that's why the manufacturers keep uh, making black because that's what's popular. But but they but if they just did some other colours, some bright colours, maybe that would be popular because I agree with you, Mike. Why would you want to blend in and be the same colour as a road? Like, yeah. I just don't get it. And the cool kids mm. don't wear black. It's the sheep that wear it. Like, seriously, be bold, be brave, wear colour. Mm. Life's too dull to wear bloody black. You know, yeah. you wear black at funerals, don't you? Cycling. Exactly. That's what I say. I say you wear black at funerals and you wear black shoes for school. So, yes. Well, cycling is all about being happy. The wearing of bright colours is reflected on how happy one is. And I've seen your social media, Hollywood. You wear the brightest of colours. In fact, at Barrel uh, at the Classic last year, you wore the hottest of hot pink I've ever seen in my life. And you could be seen, I'm sure, from the moon by the aliens on Mars. (laughs) Yeah, Fuchsia. That's a beautiful, beautiful Montclair jacket. I like that. But, um, yeah, no, no, I I agree. I just don't know why people want to wear these boring black colours. What You look at the world's, like, the most famous kits of all time, stuff like Mapai. What colour was that? Bright, bold colours all over it. Team Telecom, bright pink. Onsay, bright yellow. These teams that are iconic that you remember. No one's going to remember, like, a like Team DSM in five years' time because it's putrid. It looks like some cheap uh, shop kit from some dodgy shop in the back blocks of Sydney. It's not even like a a nice-looking kit. It's all plain black. It's boring. You Teams sponsor te- – sorry, companies sponsor teams to stand out and to be noticed. They want mm. things to be bright and bold so people remember them. Well, uh, Hollywood, I think you touched on something earlier when you said the, the, the manufacturers uh, uh, create these colours, and I think they have a lot to answer. If the manufacturers – and I won't name them, but I think you know who they are uh, – uh, started to manufacture bright colours and we'd all be wearing them. And it's all about being visible, as I said Mm. before. The motorists want to see you and you on your bike want the motorists to see you as well. So that's what it's about. I blame the the manufacturers to some extent. You know what? I'll I'll, I'll, uh, play devil's advocate here just for a moment. I nearly got hit, I remember, uh, late last year, and I had fluoro yellow shoes, hot pink socks, pink bibs, and a fluoro yellow uh, jersey and hot uh, pink helmet. I was you would look great right. at Mardi Gras, you know? Ridiculous. And this car pulled out nearly hit me. And when we stopped and, you know, we exchanged words, he said, sorry, mate, I didn't see you. And my friends what? were with me like, how could he have not possibly seen you? You look like a... A rolling fruit tingle. It was ridiculous. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, even when you wear bright colours, you still you still get clipped now and again. Mm. Yeah, it's a shame, isn't it? Okay, look, I think we're pretty fairly covered. Kit, wear bright kit. I got one black kit, and I just, you know, you got to have one black kit, I guess. But I, you can have one. I've got one black kit, definitely. You got to have one black one. And um, I, I just like to say, I got a bright hot pink top and a sort of navy with pink polka dot bibs and it's from bike divist in adelaide i think it's a tiny little australian brand but i actually feel a lot more safer a lot more confident when riding that in that kit um you ride better and you just 
one thing off your mind, Absolutely. you know, one less worry to um, worry on your mind. Um, yeah, just wear bright kit. It just makes it just makes so much sense in so many uh, for so many reasons. So we'll be looking out for you guys brightly, um, brightly kitted up next time we're all riding together. It's going to be good. This is the Bicycling Australia podcast and a quick thank you to bicyclenetwork.com.au. Just remember, if you join Bicycle Network, you'll be riding with almost 50,000 other Australians who are committed to helping make it easier for everyone to get out there and safely ride a bike. Use that code BICYCLINGAUSTRALIA, all in lowercase, and check out to save 25% off your membership today. Lee, oh, you touched in your column on the surger. Now, this uh, is a bit of a pet peeve, isn't it? You always get that surger. The surger, for those who don't know, which I'm pretty sure everyone does, it's when you're rolling turns, when you've got the two lines in your rolling turns, and the, the, the basically the right-hand uh, lane, that the uh, roll that comes up should only be a kilometre faster than the, the guys on the left. And what will happen with the surger is when they come up, instead of just uh, going one kilometre faster and just slitting, slotting in right in front of you and, and then ready for the next person to come up and etc. that surger will put two bike lengths ahead of you and what that does is that causes you have to speed up to get onto him. Then the poor guy who's coming up who's next in line to go around him, he's stranded, he's sort of caught no man's land, he's got to bust his whatever or that they, she, he, have got to bust their whatever to get in front like and it just... It's slow. It might be faster for a second, but then it slows it down. It's not, you're not working all as one. It's it is my pet hate. It's like, mate, what are you doing? Like seriously, like can't you see that you're two meters ahead of the guy in front of you when you've been left out to hang out to dry, and you, mm. you know what's coming by? You just think about it. Yeah. Hey Hollywood, yeah. when you're yes. in a bunch and uh, people do. Uh, the pet hates that you dislike, do you uh, single them out? Do you sound them out and just give them a Yes. Do you embarrass yes. them? Yes, at the lights. But everyone knows me, so I know what I'm like. But I will say, I've often said only last week, it's like I'm not smart, but even I can, I, even I know this. Like seriously, I said, mate, you're two metres in front of the guy in front and you're there by yourself. Don't you think he's like, oh, sorry, I just had a bit of momentum. It's like, and then they'll go and do it again. It's like, Hey. I'm heating up. up. I'm sorry, you got me on them. You've hit the nerve. I'm heating up. <laughs> You've got to love the passion. <laughs> Mike, Mike, this is another classic that Lee has um, listed, and I'm sure you're familiar with it. You may have had it on the last ride just like I did. The parasite. Uh, as uh, Lee described, this is the person known as the eternal shadow. You roll past, say hello, they say nothing back because they're creeping. And then they're just sitting on your tail, sucking their way along as long as they can. <laughs> Have you had the experience with the parasite, Mike? Oh, that doesn't really bother me. What really bothers me is when uh, you meet somebody new for the first time or they've, they've tacked onto your bunch and they don't talk to you. They don't say hello or they don't uh, acknowledge mm. the, the bunch that uh, they've joined. Uh, there's nothing wrong with saying good morning. Good morning, Tomo. Good morning, uh, fellas. Good morning, ladies. You know, just a little bit of um, protocol uh, etiquette would be nice sometimes. But we're seeing it a lot on the roads of Sydney, where I where I ride particularly. I don't know about you in Melbourne, uh, Hollywood, but uh, whatever happened to etiquette on the road in the bunch? 
Yeah, I, I try and say hello to everyone. Sometimes you get nothing back. Sometimes you get a, a, a grunt. But with the parasite, it's not so much them sitting on and not saying hello. What really peeves me off is when they will, if you, you know, you're coming up a hill or they've been sitting on for like half an hour, then they decide to sprint past you without saying anything. Or another group will come by or someone will come by, then they'll parasite onto that next wheel without saying thanks. They are just parasites, and that's what annoys me. Like, I'm happy for someone to sit on. As long as they say, like, I'll say hi, they say hey, and sometimes they say, do you mind sitting on you? Like, of course you can, no problems. But when they don't say anything and then they'll try and sprint past you or jump on the next group and just um, scab off them, that's when I get a bit peeved. Yeah, if mm. I get a toe in a, on a bunch that I'm not familiar with, I'll always say thanks Thank for you. the toe, boys yeah. and girls. I'm yeah. the same. If I'm creeping, I just... You know, I'm just having a bad day. I need to sit on a bunch that's come by. I'll sit on it at the end. I'll say, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Like, yeah. it's not it's, it's it's not hard to be courteous. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's interesting stuff, isn't it? It's pretty relevant. So the pain, you've got uh, – everyone has a friend who is the pain of the group. Can you tell us about the pain, Lee? Oh, the pain. Where do we start? It's either the pain who's always, always late or the pain who wants to try and change the the uh, decided route halfway through the ride, the pain who wants to go to a different cafe than you normally go to. The, the pain is endless. <laughs> you don't seem to be enjoying yourself on the roads these days, Holly. Uh, it's, it's just nuts. It's just, Get all the raw nerves. He's brought back oh. his ankle. Why don't you be like Tomo? Be, be like Tomo. Be cool. Calm and collected, and yeah. just love life, love the world, love the oh, people you're rubbing your shoulders with. I do, I do, I do. My, my bunch rides, like my rides, or my rides, uh, the rides we do Saturday, like when we go down, we do a 180, 190k day Saturdays in, you know, five, six hours. And there's usually, I always say, there's spots for eight with two emergencies. So we usually have 10, and it's like 10 mates, and we just laugh the whole way down. We do the social turns. And it's uh, have brunch together and come back. It's like the best day of the week. You do 190 k's. You're with, you know, nine other mates, and you have brunch together and you just have a laugh and you talk to everyone. It's like just the best. So though, let, let's not forget, like there are all the bad things you mentioned. There's so many great times, or you know, the brunch in the morning where you meet all your friends and you roll turns and you have a hit out. And then at the end, you roll some laps around Albert Park Lake, have some breakfast, and go home at you're home at 7.30, ready for work, and you feel great. So there's many more good times than those 10 annoying things. Yeah. Matt, my pet hate is not necessarily on the bike, but it's what comes afterwards, and I'm talking about the coffee stop. Now, if you're in a bunch of six or seven or eight, and you know that uh, you've had coffee purchased by others in your group, and it's your turn to purchase, to buy that round, but you refuse or you sort of bury your head a little bit or maybe slouch in the chair that you're in, uh, yeah. that really uh, – it's, it's a bit like being at a pub and, you know, yeah, you're exactly. around. Exactly. And, uh, but you won't buy. Well, yeah, I'm lucky. I don't – I don't I, I'm, this is rare. I hate coffee, so I don't drink coffee. So I'm happy with the water, the tap water that's on the table. So I never – I never had that, but sometimes, you know, what's even worse than that, Mike, and that is when that's all happening, you've had breakfast and there's a good uh, good bunch of you, and you go to, you're, you're the last one to pay, and she'll, they'll say, oh, there's there's a coffee and there's a avocado smash that hasn't been paid for, and you're last there, 
and, and you're like, oh, you've got to pick up the rest of the tab, the bill, and that that's even oh, worse. Yeah, when a couple I, of people have forgotten to pay. Yeah, that's bad. Forgotten. Forgotten, yes. Or yeah, they've nicked off. Yeah. yeah, they've nicked off and forgot, yeah, yeah so... We sound like a three old whingers, I think. Like, we're going to talk about some good stuff. We're just whinging about, keep whinging about what happens to a bunch of people out there. We're great people. We're just just shining a light on the bad things. That's yeah, right. Yeah, no, we are. But, hey, you've sort of touched on this. Well, they're missing in the queue when it comes to pay. What about that rider that's sort of on the phone texting for the three days before and then ride mornings on and they're nowhere to be seen? The missing, please. Oh. I had it again this morning. Can you believe it? Organise a ride. He's saying, where are we going to meet this time? I'm like, why would we tell you never turn up? He's like, no, I'm coming. We're all there at 5.30 a.m. Yeah, 5.30 a.m. this morning, and we get a WhatsApp message. Oh, I've got a sore knee. I'm not going to make it. And I did a, a, a video and sent it to him, giving him an almighty spray. It's like, how can at 10 o'clock at night, your knee be fine and you're all good, but you mysteriously wake up with a sore knee when all you've done is go to bed and sleep. I don't understand it. You know what that is? That is a weak excuse and it's soft and that's why you deserve to be chastised. Hollywood, you know what annoys me? I mean, what gets me out of bed at 5 o'clock in the morning to go for a ride is the motivation of knowing that I'll be riding with at least one other person. When that one other person texts you at five o'clock in the morning and says, uh, uh, I don't feel like riding today. Well, all that motivation just disappears. And oh, I do a swan dive back in bed, which I really dislike. You know, it's all about motivation. I hate Yeah, it. look, that's, that's true. The thing, I, you know, I, one of my problems is that once I'm awake, I wake up at court to five, uh, Monday to Friday, court to six, Saturday, Sunday, whatever time the bunch is going. So it can be anywhere from that time to seven at the absolute latest. But it's um I can't get back to sleep. So once I'm up, and yeah. I usually wake up before my alarm. I cannot get back to sleep, so I'm awake. So uh, I, I usually don't rely just on one person for that. There's I'm usually in a, in a group, and um, but yeah, sometimes you can tell by the tone of the message if you're leaving it for a weather check in the morning, and everyone wakes up and they're like, oh, there's oh there's a little bit of rain on the radar, or stuff might come through. And I've always said it if you're looking at the radar. You're looking for excuses because um, that you, you, that's what you're doing. You're looking at that radar. You're looking for excuses. You don't want to go. So, Lee, this this touches on a nerve with me, actually. When I've really given my bike a good clean, I don't uh, want to take it out if it's pissing down. What yeah, is look, I, I do. I, you, should, you should always try and have two bikes if you can, a wet weather bike or ride your gravel bike. I don't have a gravel bike. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I do understand, like, mine's in pristine condition because I just got some new brake pads put on it yesterday and they gave it a clean, which is – and it just looks like sh- off the showroom floor. So, yeah, like, tomorrow here is a slight chance of showers and you wake up and you're like, oh, I don't want to have to wash my bike again, but uh, you just do it. You just do it. It's not the end of the world. Like, I feel worse – missing the ride than having to clean the bike. Like I feel I get FOMO and I get really feel so guilty if I don't go yeah. out. I really do. I and, I guess and, and, and I've got myself a new uh, giant TCR as well, Hollywood, as a matter oh, of fact. Uh, but mine's black and uh, it tends to just pick up a lot of grime uh, for no particular reason after each ride. So I've got to wipe it down with those baby wipes. Yeah, that's a- what I do. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's, 
if it's dry, I wipe mine down with baby wipes. If it's yeah. clean, wet, and proper dirty, then I'll give it a quick, uh, quick wash in the front patio. But yeah, I wipe mine down. Uh, it doesn't every... take a lot of No, no, not at all. But gloss bikes are a lot easier to clean than matte or satin, that's for sure. Gloss bikes are my my new yellow one, the TCR. It's it's painted in a high gloss, and it just dirt just wipes off. It's so easy, so it is good because I've had some matte bikes before, like my pink one. I was riding while I was waiting for this one. My old Giro uh, uh, to tell you pink uh, TCR was a matte pink. It looks beautiful, but Seriously, you look at it the wrong way and it gets dirt on it. And you wipe it and then dirt picks up somewhere else and smudges. It's a nightmare. Mm. Don't buy Matt bikes. Hey, um, fellas, what about the person who doesn't use deodorant and cruises through the bunch oh, with an almighty stench? Have a shower, please. <laughs> oh, and it wafts through the bunch. That and, like, they put too much aftershave on. I don't even put that on. You can just... Smell it, or but look at my my like perfume. You don't mind? Maybe that's just me. But aftershave when they've got that strong aftershave on, it's like oh. <laughs> Sorry, I'm yeah. just going off. You're just hitting the nerve. I'm going off. I'm heating up. Yeah. <laughs> or or you you also mentioned the um the nose blower who has no spatial awareness. Oh, oh, the, the, the old snot rockets. Oh, Go to the length of the bunch. And clear yeah, the yeah. passage. Go, exactly. Go out wide, signal, like like wave your hand like you're going to do it so it even prepares people. Go out Absolutely. wide, do it, and then come back in. There's nothing worth oh, oh. it. These, these guys who think they're clever do it without even a finger. They just go, and it's like, and you just see it go, and it's like, dude, are you serious? Like, like are you serious? Like, as you said, Matt, no spatial awareness. No. Yeah. Matt, there's more than 10 things that have peeped us off in this conversation. <laughs> I'll tell you what, this is like three grumpy old men. I don't think anyone's <laughs> going to listen to this. Sorry, Matt. <laughs> oh, look, Golden, oh, I'd be surprised. Um, the talker. You've got it. I'm going to just mention uh, one more after this. The talker. This writer, as you said, Lee, this writer does it easy and wants to have a full-blown conversation through the whole ride. I know. It, it, it sort of depends a bit on your mindset. Sometimes you're... Okay, but sometimes you turn up to the bunch and you just, you just, it's early, you just want to be just left alone or just be yeah. quiet and just talk about, you know, the weather and they just want to divulge their life story and this and that. And it's like, dude, I just want to just relax. So, mm. But you have to take it, you smile and you listen, but sometimes mm. you're just not in the mood and they just won't stop. They just do not stop. Talk, talk, mm. talk. It's like, dude, just have a breath and just give us a break. Yeah. Now, if My, I'm sucking a wheel, I don't mind having the odd chit-chat with the person next to me, but if I'm hmm. climbing a hill with a gradient of some 11%, please don't talk to me. I'm finding it difficult <laughs> enough as it is trying to reach the top of this hill. Yeah, and I, I guess, Mike, with your you know, your stature in the in the sport, you would probably get quite a few questions with someone riding, riding with you, so it must be, uh, you know, some days an exercise in patience, I guess, to just... Oh, you're so right. No, you're so right. But look, if I don't feel like talking, I actually say to them, "Look, not now. When we're having coffee, please." Yeah, that's fair enough. That that is fair enough. Um, yeah, it would be tough, wouldn't it? I mean, you're busting, you got up a decent climb, and someone wants to talk about the 1995 tour. 
Um, oh, yeah, yeah, you would have it, Mike. Actually, you would have that. You'll, I just get people yelling bang bang from the other side of the road, so it's quite simple. <laughs> you have you have full blown conversations about past tours and stuff. Yeah. And, and look, to be honest with you, I, I'm 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 a very amiable sort of guy, and I like uh, sharing my stories with people, but not when we're averaging 31 k's per hour on a 7% gradient. Please, not now. Don't ask me about the 97 tour when Stuart O'Grady wore yellow for three days. I don't. I can't tell you. I can't think right now. <laughs> Great stuff. Hey Lee, your number 10, and these were not in order, was the samurai sword. Do you want to just explain uh, to us the samurai sword? Yeah, look, I'm probably guilty of this myself sometimes, which I, I, I apologise because my friends will point it out. Um, it's when you're riding along and you might be going up a hill or you're just riding along and you get out of the saddle and mm. you throw your bike back. And obviously we all ride very – everyone rides close, wheel to wheel almost. Sometimes when you do that, you not that I have done it, but apparently I've been close, where you throw your bike back and you can hit the uh, front wheel of the person behind you and that can cause all types of problems. So mm-hmm. look, my friend, there's some guys will um, – Flick both elbows to let them know they're getting up. Some good riders, like um, one of my mates, he he can he was showing me actually on the weekend how to get up without throwing your bike back. So look, I'm try I try to be mindful of it, not to do it. But many people do it. They'll get up and go, and they'll just throw their whole bike back. It's like and the whole bunch is like, whoa! It's because it yeah. you know it's a domino effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could could cause um, problems and that. Uh, that that really leads to just general safety when we're all out there together, doesn't it? Um, pointing, particularly calling potholes, uh, parked cars, maybe runners ahead, uh, sticks everything. on the you, glass, you're the, anything, you're, anything. You're the eyes of the bunch. It's like when you sit on the plane, you're in the emergency seat. You've got, you got a responsibility. So when you're on the front of the bunch, you've got a responsibility to be the, be the voice of the bunch and call stuff out, car up, car back, rider up, pointing, all that, to lights rolling, You've, you're just going to be clear and decisive. You know, when it comes up to a light, it's iron. Some people are not sure whether we're stopping or rolling. It's either one or the other, rolling mm. or stopping. You've got to be clear, loud, assertive, and, uh, yeah, that's that helps. That's part of the problem, I think, Hollywood. Some uh, riders, they don't have the loud personality that you or I might have, and they're very, very quiet when they say stopping or rolling or uh, over. They're very quiet. That they that they basically talk under their, their own nose. We want to be heard. We want yeah. you. We want we we want to hear you. And sometimes we can't. Exactly. Oh yeah, it's true. Because it's no point putting up your hands, you know, like a stopping thing at the back, which you can do because you've got to. It's that's you're taking a hand off the bike for a start. So you're only uh, less control if you hit something while you're doing that, particularly in the dark. But you've got to. Uh, the voice, everyone hears the voice. No matter where you're on the bunch, you'll hear rolling, stopping, or, you know, car up. So you're aware, you're looking, you're scanning, where's this car up or rider up, or I'm in the left, I need to, where is it? I'll move out a bit. You've got to be the, it's important, it's a responsibility. You've got to communicate it. Call mm. it out. Yeah, you're right. Hey, maybe our next podcast we could do 10 things we absolutely adore about the sport. Would that would that be a, a oh, that, would, that would actually be quite good. Yes, yes, that could be good. I think yeah. it will take it will last more than 30 minutes the podcast. So yeah, a lot definitely. What about yeah. cycling that we love? Oh yeah. my god, there yeah. certainly is. It's honestly in my cycling's the best sport in the world. You can you can ride next to a 16-year-old at school, or you can ride next to a 75-year-old retired guy and 
on the bike, everyone is equal and you, you have all types of great conversations. So, yeah, we should save that for next time. Yeah, yeah. well, I put a smile on my face every time I go out, rain, hail or shine. Yeah. And I Definitely. think that's a wonderful, wonderful way to wrap things up. Um, Lee, uh, Mike, Tomolaris, so good to have you back on the podcast. Um, I'll just hand back over to you guys for a, um, a parting comment each. Maybe Lee first. Oh, no. I'm, uh, no, thanks for having us on. Keep doing great things, great magazine, great podcasts. And, uh, no, uh, ride your bike, no excuses. And, uh, no, that's it for me. I'm quite simple today. And for me, cycling has so many layers and it's just beautiful to be part of the community that is growing and growing and growing from the road to the gravel to the mountain bikes, the recreational side of cycling. Um, we've got to try and get as many people on saddles as we possibly can. And that's our mission, I think, these days. Definitely. And the most important thing when you're on your bike is to have fun. That is number one. Have fun and enjoy it. Because at the end of the day, it's just a hobby. Have fun and enjoy it. 